Okay. So we're going to do this, this uh, share is called like Rus and uh, Rus is conversion, something like that, the conversion of Rus. So I guess you could say this is like the most, maybe the most dramatic part. Maybe the most dramatic part of Rus. Really? Right? I think so. Well, basically where, where Naomi tried to convince her and Harpo not to come with her, right? To go back home. After all, Rus is old, she's not having any sons, what are you going to do? Stay with her. She was pretty forceful to get out of there. But Rus said, Rus said, no. No, she said no. Or, or that's right, I'll give you a effort. Don't pressure me. Where you go, I'll go. Where you sleep, I'll sleep. Your nation is my nation. Your God is my God. Where you die, I'll die. And there I will be buried. So shall some do to me. If I, uh, and so shall you even do more. For death will separate between me and you. Right? And when uh, Naomi saw that she was pressuring, she was, you know, was strong about it. So then she basically uh, stopped. Okay. So, right. So it sounds, what does it sound like? Let's read in the second. What is it? What does it sound like Russ is saying? In a nutshell. You do it to know me, right? Yeah, no choice. I'm telling you. And I, I saw, I read a book actually, someone was claiming that you see from here, like Russ is like a model of Gerus, right? And you see, his the claim was that the Geras in in Torah is essentially I don't remember exactly how he said it, but something like it's essentially about connecting to the Jews or to a Jew, not about connecting to Hashem as much as it's about connecting to a Jewish person. And you see, it's very much focused. I mean, God is part of it, but you know, it's a part of a lot of things. So it's a burial place or whatever, right? Where you go, I'll go. Where you sleep, I'll sleep. Your nation is my nation. Your God is my God. Where you die, I'll die. Uh, I'll be buried there, right? God is part of the picture, but it's more essentially about her strong connection, crying and all that, the whole connection to Nami, the person. And that was the claim. Again, I didn't, I read this about months ago, but it wasn't moving to me because it's not the way I think about Geras. I think about Geras' connection to Hashem, and all, you know? But at the same time, if you read the Pesukim, he does have a point. It does kind of sound that way. It's depicting it very much as about the connection to the person of Naomi. And, you know, yeah. All right. Let's keep that in mind, okay? Let's keep in the backdrop that, that claim. I mean, it's... What claim? I didn't hear that. The claim that that the Rus embodies the Jewish ideal of Gerus, which is about clinging to another Jew, clinging to the Jewish people, to Naomi as a person. It's like, it's more like, more of a connection to a person than it is to God. And God is part of the picture, but it's about the person, the community, the Jewish people. And that was this person who was trying, this book I read, he was trying to develop an idea, like the, that's the essence of Gerus. It's more clinging to Yisrael or to individuals in Yisrael than it is clinging to Akash Baruch. And it, again, it, it rubbed me wrong. 
because it's not the way I think about it. It's like, I think a gear is like, trying to come close to like other Shabbat and like, of course it's through the people, but it just kind of, I don't know, I thought it like, it made, it got the focus off. But at the same time, this person was using these Pesukim by Rus. Rus is like a model of the gay Rus. And it's true, there is a strong emphasis on the personhood of Naomi and the connection to her and all that. And like, it almost like, that's what Rus seems to be infatuated with Naomi in specific as, as more than the Torah as all. I'm just, I'm just, again, this was months ago I read this book. And now as I'm learning Rus with Rabbi Weiss, this year and the psukim were like, ah, oh, you know, I thought, well, I think about this or look into it because it kind of, you know, I think he cited these psukim, but it, again, I just at the time I was, you know, I didn't like the approach, but at the same time, I didn't look into it that deeply. Right. So I thought, you know, maybe look more into it now. Okay, like, for example, like Yisro said, Ata dati ki gadol Hashem, he called Hashem, right? And it says he's noticed that is Hashem punished me, they're going to get me done. He tried out every other in the world and they were all corrupt. And this is true. And there's a philosophical quest of the person to see there's other things which are false. Other religions are false. They're shallow. They make believe. They're imaginary. Torah is based upon truth. Hashem is the one true God, source of reality. Everything about Torah is chachma and ideas. And I want to be part of this nation which espouses truth and has a real connection to a real God. Something like that. See through the falsity of uh, Zara, you know. For example, if you say to a person, you say to Bezdin, you know, Bezdin, I want to convert. I fell in love with a very a Jew, and I really love Jews because of this Jew. I really love her. I love him. They say, oh, great. That's what Rus did. She fell in love with Naomi. Or they say, oh, hold on a second. No, no, no. That's not a good idea. We don't, we don't encourage that. I thought we're supposed to encourage a Jew not because they're drawn to a person in particular. Now, maybe it's a different opposite sex. Maybe it's different. You could argue, whatever. But, I mean, isn't the idea supposed to be that a, a gear sees truth? Sees this as a rea reality? They want a connection to the real God? And, like, yes, there are people, of course, people are involved, not, no doubt. But you think that Torah is not about people, essentially. Torah is about truth. And it goes Baruch essentially. Right? So let's look at Rashi. Okay? Because I think if we look at Rashi, we don't get exactly the same impression as we get from one of the plain shot in the fossil. Okay? And my goal, objective here is going to be to bridge the gap between Rashi and the Pacific. Okay? So, but you'll see, Rashi tells a very different story. So first of all, it says, I'll tiff Gibi. I'll tiff Gibi. Don't pressure me. This is on test science. Okay, when a ger comes to convert, you tell them a little bit of the punishments. Because right, if they if they want to retract, then they'll retract. Like you, you don't you try to pressure them a little bit. You don't you don't just say come well, welcome. So I try to say there's a vera, there's punishments. Whatever you don't want them just to come in, I don't know what they're getting into. So you put, I guess, I guess that's um, okay. How how do you see that, right? But she did say, "I'll tip you, don't don't pressure me." So it sounds like they're they're deducing Naomi was pressuring her not to, and she's saying no. Okay, so now now it explains a little bit. Because from what Rus said, you could deduce what Naomi said. Because Naomi doesn't isn't talking much. I mean, Naomi said originally. 
you told them to get out of here and get back and go back to your family and all that and all, you know, but not now then Ruth gives on a whole monologue, if you want, right? So, so Rashi says, no, you could deduce from what Rus is saying what Nami was saying. There's really a dialogue going on. It's a hidden dialogue. And the, the Navi is only referring to what Rus was saying, and you could infer the conversation, the other side of the conversation. It's like you're hearing a person on the phone and you only hear one side of the conversation, right? So Rashi is going to fill in the other side. So it says like this. Asur lanu um, the Shabbos. So this is what Nami said. We're not allowed to go. We're prohibited from going outside of the Tzom on Shabbos. Amrallah. Rus said, wherever you go, I'll go. You're not going out of the Tzom. I don't need to go out of the Tzom. Asur lanu lehis yachid nekevayim zachar she'enu isha. We're prohibited from having yichud of a man with a, with a man who's not, who's not her husband. Amrallah, she said, wherever you sleep, I'll sleep. You want to go in Yichud? I'll go in Yichud. You're not going in Yichud now. Yichud, fine. However, you, whatever you say. Amenu Mavdalim Mishar Amen Mitayag Mitzvos. Our nation is differentiated from other nations in the 613 Mitzvos. Amech Ami. Ruth says back, your nation is my nation. Amen. Also, Lanu Avodos Kochavim. We're not allowed to worship idols. Maldovadzar. Elokai, Elokai. Your God is my God. One. We have four misos bezden. Wherever you die, I'll die. You want to die throughout misos? I'll die throughout misos. You don't, then I don't. Whatever. Snake varim nimsirul bezden. So it gets a little weird. There are two different burial plots that a bezden has. Echel and Neskal and Nesrafim, one very part where we bury the worst of the sinners, those who are high of Skilo Israel. The other one for people who are high of Haragin Chanak, the two lesser of the Mises Bezman. You know about that? You sure you still want to convert? And that's where I'll be buried. Strange in its own right, right? Everything else I'll do, but not the burial plot thing. <laughs> okay. Koyos Yaseli, it says, Kasher, Hiskal Harash Yatsibi Yadi, Le Hamas Ishi Vilevichas. Just like Hashem started to do against me, the, you know, he punished, punished my husband and made me poor. It's so Hashem, she's inviting more punishment that she suffered. She's basically saying, That's it, I'm all in here. I'm not backing down. I'm fully committed. Uh, let Hashem punish me if I leave. I'm going to be with you until that. Right? But then it says, So she saw, the next part success, she was, Nami saw that she was um, strong. So then she backed off. And that's what we learn now. You don't do too much. You know, you don't, you don't go too lengthy or go into too much details. Once she saw, once Nami saw that Rus was serious, it's okay, okay, fine. You got it. Okay, so there's like a, there's a balance. There's a balance of how much we don't want to just take them in with open arms without any pressure that any resistance. We want to make sure they're real, they're serious. Same time, we don't want to be too harsh to push them away. If they are serious, then you know, just overwhelm them with lots and lots and lots of details. It's just be overwhelming. Right? That's not that's not the idea either. Right? So there's a balance.
Okay, but so 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 why am I saying that this is this Rashi is against the pshat of the pasuk? What way is this? What do you, what do I mean by that? So yeah, exactly. The flame shot in the pasuk is basically totally about Naomi. I want to be with Naomi in every which way. Where she sleeps, where she walks, where she's buried, where she's this, or nation, or God, or, right? Everything, Naomi, 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 right? But this is very much making it about the religion, about the halachos, about all the different facets of the Torah, about, right? It's not really about Naomi in particular. It's just Naomi's telling her this facet and that facet and that facet. And saying, I want, you're this, you're that, you're that, you're that. Basically means I want this part of Torah, that 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 part of Torah all these things, about Torah, right? So he's in a certain sense directing us totally away from the plane shot, which is a dialogue about Naomi, or or a soliloquy, I guess you could say about Naomi, and now it becomes like this whole dialogue about the Torah and the mitzvahs and why she wants to be part of the Torah and mitzvahs, right? Right. That's interesting, right? And it turns out there's halachos you actually learn. I mean, it's interesting the particulars that she's mentioning, right? But there are halachos we learn from here. I don't go into too, too much stuff. But I mean, what does it say when a gear comes? So you check into them. You ask them why they want to do it. You say, you know, that the Jews are, um, you know, have a hard time in these days. And he says, okay, I won't do it anyway. So you accept them. And you tell them the Koryadas. This is a reading in Yisturibia. You tell them the Koryadas, which is Yichar Hashem. You tell them about the Isra of Odazara. And you go at length about that, which is one of the things you mentioned, right? Of Odazara. Right, and we'll deal mitzvahs, cows, mitzvahs, gemaros. You do a little bit of, of light mitzvahs and stringent mitzvahs, which you know, you could argue is, and you know, maybe it's from Shabbos, Araya, Yichud. Not sure. Tayeg mitzvahs. You mentioned tayeg mitzvahs, right? They merit. You don't go into too much detail, and you tell them about the sin of leket shechan peya and ma'israni. Okay, not here really, right? And you tell them about the onshim of mitzvahs. You say you should know that until the point you came to this generation. You ate chaylev, you're not going to be punished. Kares, you're not going to get skila. And now, if you do eat you're going to get kares. You get skila. Right? But not too much. Right? So that is, he's mentioning that he's phased them. Right? That's kind of what, right? But he says, uh, you don't do too much because you don't want to cause them to turn them away, to be torah them, to distract them, and turn them away. Right? Okay, fine. And just like you tell them the punishments, you'll sell them the rewards. You tell them through these mitzvahs, you're going to say, and there's no tzad that come works at the Baal Chachma, who does these mitzvahs and knows them, and Tzadolom Abba is only for Tzadikim, which are Klai Yisrael, and, and so on. Okay? Fine. So it's, it follows a lot. I mean, there shouldn't be details which aren't here, but like a lot of what she's saying are the types of things which we say. Maybe it would be helpful for us to think into. You know, what are we thinking now? So, so let's just, let's just let think of the different Ideas. What what is she telling her about? Right. Let's just see if we can get some rough list. Of what are the particulars? Right. So the first thing she's telling her about is Tlum Shabbos, right? Right. And then Arayos, Yichud, right? Yichud. And then um, Tarek Mitzvos, right? And then Avodazara, the Maskila, Shreifah, and the burial places, right? Yeah. So I don't know. So so what so what do you so what do you say about these things? Okay, so, so let's let me let's say there's a lot of thoughts here. So I guess there's two ways to think about this. One way is to think about this in terms of the broad categories, and then there's like getting down to the specifics. So let's start with broad categories. Okay. Like what's he telling her? What's she telling her about? Some of Shabbos. 
I mean, the particular within Shabbos, there's a particular, but Benjamin is not only a Shabbos. Shabbos is like the foundational identity of the It's like part of our identity. We're the one nation, we're the ones who designate a day of our lives to teach the world about the creator of the world. We're the only ones who can do it. It's like part of the mark. If you're in Amakali, the Chal Shabbos, you're like a guy, you know, Kakam. So it's like Shabbos is a foundational identity of Chal Yisrael. We're devoted, we're a nation devoted towards. We separate ourselves once a week to totally focus. We don't travel, we don't do malacha, we don't whatever, and devote ourselves totally towards uh, Boreolam. Right now, again, we get into the specifics, but that's just the idea of Shabbos. I think there's like category, the specific the categories here are, are interesting. Then they have basically Arayos. Now, again, Yichud is specific, but part of like Kedushim to you, part of the, the mark of Kali Yisrael is there a Prushim from Arayos. Not only don't we sleep with Arayos, we don't even have Yichud with Arayos, but it's like part of the whole identity is that we're totally not, not steeped in our Taifas, but we sublimate our Taifas for the sake of uh, dedicating ourselves to a life of Kedusha. And we have tiring mitzvahs, so I don't know exactly what that means, but maybe that's like, there's like, there's a whole halachic system, right? Like, uh, if we got any one specific thing, but like halacha and takes up our entire life, right? Like everything from uh, the time we wake up till we go to sleep, it's like a, it's a thorough system and everything. Right? Maybe that's part of why you tell Mrs. Kalas, Mrs. Kamuro, second Ramam. You don't just tell the biggies, you also have to say there's like a lot of, you know, a lot of Mrs. Kalas, Mrs. Kalas also. Is just saying there's a whole rich system. Then it has basically a Rodzara, which is, of course, the paramount, you know, identity of Kali Yisrael, with Eli Mokka from Rodzara. Then he has the Alamis Basin, right? So what's that? I mean, if it's not just restriction. Okay, so that's one thing. That's what Ram says that you have to specifically mention punishment, right? That's part of the thing. You have to realize it's not it isn't all fun and games. There's, there's consequences. And there's punishments if you don't keep, keep these laws. You know, I mean, even just you know, Shabbos or whatever, then there's going to be punishments. I think it also I think it reflects the idea of mishpat, the mishpat, the idea of punishments. It's like it's a side, like a feature of of Chayyim, like Tzion Mishpat Yipada. Like we're a nation who's built around the, the mishpat in our society. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking. What about the uh, the burial plots? Isn't that weird? The different burial plots. I mean, it's basically Arba Misos is a breakdown of the strict, the chmuras and the kalas, if you will. You know, there's two stricter ones are Skil and Shreifa, and the two lenient ones are Argentina. So there's one burial plot for the, the, the worst guys, and there's another burial plot for the lesser guys. But like, what's the, it's weird altogether. Why do you have four burial plots? Like once you have four misos, you figure you have four burial plots, you know? Or one burial plot. Like, and it's funny altogether, you have two burial plots, right? But it just seems like such a detail. That's what you're telling her. Yeah, yeah so I, I don't know. This is a harder one to say, but the way I was thinking, similar to some of your thoughts, so you know the Rama mentioned that it makes a point of like mentioning all of my ba, garage. You know, so I thought maybe it's like that point of the burial plot. It's like, yeah, your mishpat goes beyond your life. There's effects going even afterwards. And on this world, it's reflected through your burial plot, but it's reflected that there's eternal consequences or long-lasting consequences to your uh, your chay, beyond the, the, this world. But the idea of Allah Abba, and that's part of the thing you say to the Ger, Ger, Ger also. You say, listen, nowadays, Jews might be downtrodden, but there's ultimately there's not a lot to love of, there's no Maybe just like it, it's like the idea of Mishpat. Part of the Mishpat is the Mishpat of Omaza, 
But, but, but again, the point I think is that they're not just isolated random things. They're a list of like fundamental foundational facets of Malaysia. Now, the specifics, I don't know, we can teach the specifics, but like there is an idea that you guys are saying is it's not only the, like on Shabbos, it's not just Malacha Shabbos, not what you get to go for, but it's like even just like even walking. You know, it's like almost like, well, there's no super ego about like going out. It's like walking, I didn't do anything, but it's, we we don't all the decisions come from Shabbos and we sit and we stay in our camp. We're not traveling. We're not hiking. We're not. We're sitting and learning, focusing on the day towards the Gajbarka. So it's like you want to get into some of the particular details, even the smaller details of this. And like Arayos, not only is there you can't have beer with Arayos, but even Yichud. It's like part of the, you give a flavor for the for the Allah system, for the types of things, the mitzvahs kalos, you know, that the Torah is pervasive. It uh, transcends its foundational ideas, and those ideas become embodied through a rigorous logic system as a multiple expressions. So, it's like, you want to give like a sampling. It's not saying there's a sampling of fundamentals and also of like different types of mythos and different, you know, something like that. It's very restrictive. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's what she's giving her. A list of these types of things, trying to give the flavor and seeing if she's going to back down. And she, every step of the way, she's saying, boom, I'm in. It doesn't mean I'll be buried with you. It's funny. It doesn't mean, like, obviously, it doesn't mean the flame shot is like, I'll die like you will, you'll die. It doesn't mean I'm going to do Dalit Misos, but it means I'm subordinating myself to the system of Misa. I'm subordinating myself to the system of uh, Guru. I'm subordinating myself to the way we walk. It's like every aspect, part of the whole Torah is that it transcends, it involves every single area of a person's life, right? I did think, actually, it's interesting. Uh, this is a little bit of a side point, but it's like a person feels just this idea of how Torah pervades every area of our lives. So you know the halacha, like, if a person dies in Nissan, or uh, there's a lot of days. If a person dies, you don't get a hospital, you know? No, no, it's not very well kept halacha. Somehow it's like it's like uh, it's like usually apologize the way or whatever you know, but imagine we're in a world where people where we keep it, okay? So it's like you don't even get your husband, you know. It's like somehow you just feel like you know at least whatever I do when I die I'll get that my final day on the week, you know. But it's like you don't even get that, you know, where the family members like ultimately there's like it's like every aspect of our lives is uh, you know under the sway of Allah. And you have to subordinate even your desire for aspid or your whatever, because Nisan or Chodesh or whatever. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. It's like she's trying to get, get her feet wet into the fundamentals of the system in ideational content and also in like the Allahic sense for Allah. Nothing at all to do with Naomi in particular, right? At least uh, this version, right? Yeah. So can we take up this question now? So what about the question? So what about this problem? Okay, so that's interesting. But what's about the problem? It's like the Rashi, the Rashi versus the Pasuk, right? How would you deal with that? Yeah, so that's, that's one step. That's one step. I mean, there's two sides here. But one side is, as you guys are saying, is Rashi does seem to be pushing you away from the north of the plane shot. Plane shot sounds like it's about har, 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 Nami, right? And she's saying, no, don't think that she just has a simple connection to Nami as a person. Because who cares? 
right? That's the that's the mark of Geros that she just has a close connection to a person. No, it's about all the different things she stands for and every single facet of the Torah. And Ami embodied all the different dimensions of the Torah, and that's what she was connected to, right? But now then it does beg the question. So then why is the Pasuk written that way? Like Rashi is trying to push you away from the plain interpretation of the Pasuk, right? But at the same time, that's true, but like what do you do with the Pasuk? Why is it why is the Pasuk written that way? Right, so that's what you're starting to mention. If you so let me read you Ramam. So the mitzvahs say, this is in Deos Dales Vavest. Okay, mitzvahs say, li so it's a mitzvah, so I say, to cling to Chachamim in order to learn from their actions. Shneemar voted ba. It says, and to him you shall cling. Who's him? Yeah. God. Right? But it didn't say it's a mitzvah to cling to God. It says a mitzvah to cling to Chachamim. Is it possible to cling to the Shechina? What is it? How do you interpret this way? What does it mean to cling to the Shechina? You should cling to the Chacham and their students. You should try to marry the daughter of the Chacham. You should marry off your daughter to the Chacham. And eat and drink with them. Do business with them. And to cling to them in any type of thing. You should, like, um, I don't know, walk in the dust of their feet and drink their drink their, their words like with thirst. All right? It's funny because there's like a disconnect between the shot of the mitzvah of the pasuk who voted but to cling to shechina says, oh, it doesn't mean that. It means cling to chacham. Well, then why doesn't it say that? It just say we tell me the chacham to back. It doesn't say that. Because we voted back, right? So you have to say, well, it's impossible to cling to shechina, so it must mean, right? But how, how does that? Right. So why does it say voted back? Why does it say No. Why does it say cling to Hashem if it really means cling to the chacham? Right. The opposite of this, right? Right. Here, yeah. Right. Is that man, well said, is that man by his nature has desire to cling, right? Now, who are you going to cling to? You can cling to Bollywood stars or cling to friends or popular people or rich people or whatever. I don't know. Whatever you cling to, right? You have a desire to cling. That would be the Mandavic. Now, the question is where should we direct that emotion with clinging? Ultimately, only Tagash Rahu. Well, like you can't cling Tagash Rahu. It's like the cling is like it's emotional closeness. And like I said, I think that's the but because the Shechina is like an H. Oklahu. It's like you can't cling. Your emotions can't wrap your head around Tagash Rahu. You can only perceive them through your ideas. And like the emotion of clinging doesn't lend itself to taking God as a direct object. What it's saying is, is the but the way you do that is through clinging to the Dhammaka. And this is the just the US for a second. I think I mentioned this the other day somewhere. But it says um I think it's, it says that um it would be Kiva was being Dorish, every S in the whole Torah. Right? Yeah, I think yeah, the the last last week, right? maybe that's last week, yeah. So it says every single S in the Torah is with Dorish until he's gonna stop when he got to S Shamakatira. It was last week, right? 
is because you can't be Dorish. Ask what are you going to include if you're Hashem together with you have anything. So it says, ask the Rabbis Samei As includes Samei Dechachamim, right? So, so the Havmi is you can't equate your Hashem with anything else. You can't, it's a different thing. But the idea is that Tamachacham directs, is, is like humble, and directs is the, the Yira away from him towards the Gashbach. So through having Yira of the Chacham, it ultimately becomes the Yeras Hashem. So he t- removes you from the personality and directs you towards the Gashbach. The same thing here is that the the dveikos b'tamei the chachamim is not a the kiyam is not a dveikos to the tamachacham per se. It's that the tamachacham embodies avodas Hashem and directs you towards Hashem. He's talking about Hashem, talking about ideas. His life is built around Hashem, and it's like the through dveikos to the tamachacham, your emotion of dveikos is directed. Towards a so it's like a clinging to the the action is a misa of clinging to the tamachacham, but it's the kiyam is that it directs your energies in in a path going towards a gadosh But since you can't directly cling to a gadosh baruch so it has to be clinging to the person who will direct you to a gadosh baruch But clinging means like there's like an emotional clinging, like you know. It reminds me of like, you know, I know people maybe don't like this image or whatever, but like people used to like, with Rabbi, we used to walk him home from Shul and it was like this entourage of people would be like, what? After Shul, you know, but I feel like that's the kind of thing. It's like you drink their words, like thirst and like walking after you. It's like, you just want to be with uh, with them because he's, he's, but he's teaching you ideas and he's talking about that one and everyone's trying to get their ear in and whatever. And this. But it's more than just ideas. There's an emotional connect. There's an emotional dimension to Dvekas. It's not just, you know, abstract listening to his share. There's an emotion of Dvekas. We have the emotions of Dvekas. We could direct it to, again, towards, towards nonsense or towards emptiness or towards celebrities or towards whatever. Or we could direct it towards And we could try to marry into, you know, famous people or into rich people. Or into the Mechachamim, or you try to do business with, you know, like you want to get near, like people feel that really like this way towards like Hollywood or famous people or popular people. You want to just do everything to get near them. There's an emotion like that in the person, but it's saying you should direct that towards the Mechachamim that ultimately directs your energies towards the Mechachamim. So there's like a, a power of a personality of the of the of the Mechachamim, or in this case, I'm saying Nami. Nami was a was a perfected person. And yes, she, she sinned and she was punished. And at the same time, but she wasn't Sadekas. Like it says, when she left the town, it says like the same Rashi, like the Rashi. You know, like when Yaakov left the town, but it's Yaakov and Shabbos is when it's not like kind of makes his mark. It says the same thing, but same Rashi by now. When she left her town, it's like the whole town was like she was a Sadekas, and she embodied perfections of Torah. And Rus clung to her, right? Rus Dovkaba. Isn't that Lashon actually? Rus Dovkaba. Yeah. Right. So it's good actually. I think it's right. Right, I'm sure I made that connection. Yeah, right. So exactly, so she was a So she was, she, but she was clinging to her, and it was a clinging, right? She would not remove herself from her. And the pasuk describes, you know, where you walk, I'm gonna walk, and where you sleep, I'm gonna sleep, and your nation is my nation, your God is my God, and where you buried, where I'm not gonna die, everything. It's like she is infatuated. It's a dvekas. But it's because Rashi's telling you it's a Dvekas because of her perfection. Everything about her, she wanted to be where she, see how she walked, how she lived, how she slept, how she 
was battering out, she's died out. She's like, there was, she, there became this strong, intimate, personal connection. But Rashi's telling you it's because all the dimensions of Russ's life, of, of Nami's life, she wanted to learn, she wanted to take everything in and she wanted to incorporate it into her life. And she was like, and like she wanted to be with her to learn and to her whole life to be devoted, to be able to pick up what Nami had to offer. So it's like they're both true. It's not, it wasn't just an intellectual idea, like the idea that Naomi is going to give her shear and teach her about different ideas and she'll go to her classes about that. The Nafi is depicting it as an intense personal vacus. And that is a mitzvah of that. Vacus doesn't just mean we'll go to their shear for an hour of that. You know, that's not what it means. The vacus, the mitzvah is to be dovic, to try to marry, to try to do business and eat. And that's the mitzvah. And that's, and that's what it's depicting. And so, and I think it could be a thing that's maybe that, that guy or the one who wrote that book is correct in a certain sense. Is that Giros, and this maybe gets a little bit of mentioned, Giros doesn't necessarily begin by just, I mean, it could, but it's not just a, a philosophical epiphany that someone has this idea of Yifan Hashem. Maybe there's someone that's not point earlier. I mean, it could happen that way, but more often than not, it's through, it's mediated through people. People embody a perfection, and there's something attractive about a personality of Torah, and the person could be drawn to that, to the personality of Torah. But it's not about the personality, the Tanachacham or the Naami or the Tzadikas or the Tzadik directs you away from them as a person, and everything is ultimately about a coach. See, it doesn't work if a person, if the person isn't that high level, because then it becomes the cult of the personality. And the person it becomes like an idol worshiper, a euro worshiper, that type of thing. It has to be like a Tamachacham, a Tzaddik, a Tzaddik, is a person who's not about themselves. They're about everything about what they're living and they're talking in is directing away from them and they're humble and they're directing towards the Gosh Baruch. So the picture, Rashi and the Pshat fill out the picture together. There is a strong emotional connection to the person of Nami, but Rashi's saying, don't look at it as just this simplistic, she loved her because she had a great personality and all that. It's because of all the perfections of Nami and body. But if the Torah, if it just on just the ideas, then you just think of her, she's just her Rabbi, 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 Rabbi whatever. Right? Woman, woman, Rabbi. Right? So, um, but that's not it either. It, but it's both. It's like you have to see it through both of them, you know? But it could be she knew that she had this perfection. That's why she wanted to be with her. She wanted to build her whole life around her. Okay, this is a quote from Rabbi. <laughs> Root was not really attracted to the philosophy of Naomi, but to the personality of Naomi. Okay. Like that's what like like he said, Root Dabkabo it's like the story of an emotional relationship. And like he also said, like it's and it's an intuition where a person senses that someone like the Galitza Adam. Right. His voice. Yeah. From his yeah. voice. Okay. And he says more, but like, yeah, it's like yeah. you know, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, but I think it's saying is it's not necessarily like a worked out philosophically defensible treatise on why Torah is exactly the right way. It's like there's she sees the perfection of Naomi, and she says this is something real and true about this, and I want to be part of it, and I see where she's going, and she's and Naomi is telling her about the different things, and she's saying, "Oh, good. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Tell me more." I want to be with you until I die. Like she's 
but it's not like she, she it seems like she was she was still learning she was on in the process of Geras, but she, at the same time she was drawn to the personality but the personality bit Torah the perfection not the Torah the personality that she was a really popular person or she was really a charismatic or something like that okay so everyone, yeah.